This episode of Eat the Rules is brought to you by You on Fire. You on Fire is the online group coaching program that I run that gives you a step-by-step way of building up your self-worth beyond your appearance. With personalized coaching from me, incredible community support, and lifetime access to the program so that you can get free from body shame and live life on your own terms. Get details on what's included and sign up for the next cycle at summerinandin.com forward slash you on fire. I'd love to have you in that group. This is Eat the Rules, a podcast about body image, self-worth, anti-dieting, and intersectional feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanin, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 239, and we are revisiting the sixth episode in the Body Image series, and I'm talking about how to stop caring so much about what other people think. We're talking all about how to overcome that fear of judgment, specifically why we are so afraid of judgment, what this can teach us about ourselves, and seven ways to work through the fear of what other people are thinking of us. If you want to take things deeper, I've created a free worksheet, five ways to navigate social situations when feeling self-conscious, and you can get yours at summerinandin.com forward slash 239. Before we begin, I want to give a shout out to Katie Fan, who left this review. I discovered this podcast through Katie Dalebout, and I've been listening ever since. I've never struggled with an eating disorder, so at first I wasn't sure what I needed from Summer, but I knew that her topics impacted me, feminism, feeling disconnected from my body, and supporting other women who are healing in different ways than I am. I look forward to each episode. There are no fluffy ones. They are each full of challenging content. I learn something every week. Thank you for your hard work, Summer. You mean a lot of us. You mean a lot to us who are healing for other reasons too. Thank you so much. Yeah, this podcast isn't just for people with eating disorders, not at all. I would say the majority of the people who come to work with me, I would say, I don't know, maybe like half of them had an eating disorder at some point in time, but most of them just struggle with the way they feel in their body and maybe had a bad relationship with food. All right. You can leave a review for the show by going to iTunes, search for Eat the Rules, then click Ratings and Reviews and click to leave a review. Definitely don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. That's especially important because I have new episodes starting real soon, either next week or the week after in early September. Those are going to drop. Yay. So exciting. New season. And uh, yeah, so subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever it may be. And don't forget to grab your free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps you can take right now to feel better in your body. I think so many of the people I work with are afraid of, you know, doing things or saying things or wearing things or even just like burdened by their own negative chatter because of what we think other people think of us. This is such a common topic. I really dive into this when I'm working with people, but I wanted to kind of do an overview in this episode. So let's get started with the show. So let's talk about why we fear judgment or why we're so afraid of what other people are going to think. As I talked about in the last episode, episode 162, Overcoming Comparisons, we are conditioned to evaluate ourselves. So as much as we think to ourselves, how do I measure up? We think other people are looking at us and evaluating us too. And 
the reality is that some people probably are, unfortunately, with things like fat phobia and racism and ageism and all of those other isms, many people haven't done work to challenge their internal biases. And for some people, these are even just unconscious. You know, I wish I could tell you that nobody is going to judge you, but I can't. I really can't because I just don't know. And because I see this, these things happening instead, what I want to encourage you to do what I want to teach my clients to do is to be comfortable with people not liking you or understanding you to get comfortable with that so that it doesn't inhibit you from speaking your mind and doing the things that you want to do. And so now I understand with that said that for some people, this can be a matter of safety, especially those in marginalized bodies who experience overt forms of harm and other microaggressions going about their everyday lives. So I'm certainly not saying that in those situations that you need to be comfortable with that. But what I can say is that doing the work here is helpful no matter what, so that you can be better equipped to support yourself and work through those tough moments where our sense of worthiness is shaken. You know, we can give way less fucks about what other people think and still give many fucks to social oppressions and do whatever we can to help change our culture. So with that being said, let's talk about where fear judgment comes from. So we've been conditioned to kind of look at ourselves and think, how do we measure up? And therefore, I think other people are thinking that. And it really just comes from our culture. You know, we've learned that if we don't fit into the box of society's standards, we are less than and therefore inadequate. And it also gets that gets amplified by experiences that we have. So a lot of that stuff that we experienced when we were kids, let's say you were bullied or um, someone criticized your body or you felt left out in a situation, you know, our brain starts to do everything it can to protect us from experiencing the kind of pain that went along with that type of experience. So for example, if someone made fun of you as a kid and you felt really ashamed, your brain doesn't want you to feel that shame anymore. So it creates this voice of fear. It feeds this voice of fear and makes you fear what other people are thinking. It's really a protective mechanism that unfortunately often evolves into that negative voice in our head that tells us that we're not good enough or that we shouldn't speak up or that no one will like us or that people are going to be judging us. So the voice is really trying to protect us, but it's going to keep our lives small and keep us feeling bad about ourselves if we listen to it and take its advice. So as much as it might be telling you like, oh, your friends are going to think that you let yourself go, your people, their people are going to be judging you, you know, that it's really trying to protect you from experiencing pain of actually living through that experience. But it's not helpful either. (laughs) And it's not helpful to stay small and not live our lives and to not show up and do the things we want to do. So it can sometimes be helpful to reflect on our past and the experiences that we've had that shaped our fears in order to get in touch with what we really need to heal, you know, might be helpful to kind of reflect on some of those moments that shaped this fear of what other people are thinking. Another thing I just want to mention here in terms of why we fear judgment is that we've been conditioned to be likable as women. And this, like our survival depended upon being likable. And so it's really in our DNA to be that way. And then it's also conditioned through our culture. You know, we're not supposed to rock the boat or be different If we speak our mind, we're considered emotional or irrational or bitchy. 
we're taught to conform and put other people's needs above our own. You know, we're told we have to sort of fall in line and be quiet and be small. So the idea of someone not liking us can be a traumatic thought. And, you know, I personally really benefit from understanding this perspective and why we do the things we do. Because when I see it that way, when I'm like, oh, it's, you know, we've been conditioned to be likable. Like we have been conditioned to be people pleasers and all these other things. And that's why we are afraid of what other people are going to think if we stand our ground, if we set the boundary, if we ask for help and all these other things, it can help to really fight back against it and move through that fear. So that's why I wanted to give you that perspective on, you know, why we fear judgment, why we are afraid of what other people might be thinking about us and why it's not your fault that you feel this way. So let's talk about what these moments can teach us about ourselves. So if you are afraid of being judged in a situation, it can give you good information on where your sense of worthiness stems from. So let's say you're worried about going to see a friend you haven't seen in a while because you're, you've gained some weight and you're afraid that they're going to judge you for that. We can use that moment to dive in and learn about what this means about ourselves and our sense of worth. Perhaps in this case, our worthiness is tied to our body size or what other people think of us or, you know, falling in line with this idea of being like the perfect woman, you know, whatever that is for you. We can use that information. And once we have that information, we can start to acknowledge like, okay, this is why I feel this way. And we can start to change those things. Another example, I'll give you an example for me. You know, I might avoid posting something I want to say on social media because I'm afraid of people not liking me, or I'm afraid of being perceived as unintelligent. And so my sense of worthiness maybe comes from other people's approvals or my own perception of my intelligence. And so this is partially true, by the way, me sharing this example about myself. Uh, So we can use that information to begin working on changing those beliefs and detaching our worth from those external measures. And so another thing I wanted to mention here is that often when we're afraid of what other people are thinking, it's because the idea of that experience is going to assert a negative belief we have about ourselves. So for example, if I, you know, deep down inside kind of think like, oh, I'm not very smart, which I don't think is true. (laughs) But let's just say that if I deep down inside think I'm not very smart, um, or like I'm unlivable, or I'm inadequate, or I'm unworthy, then if I don't post something on social media, then, you know, I don't have to live through the experience of that thing being true. You know, like what if someone says to me like, oh, Summer, you're not very smart. You know, it's safer for me to not kind of face that head on. (laughs) And so we avoid that situation because we don't want to face what it could mean if we are judged. And I know that kind of like might make your brain spin a bit. It's a little bit deep. In other words, you know, our voice of fear is there again to try and protect us. So it's trying to protect us from experiencing that pain. And the pain would be quite great if it's affirming something that we're already really sensitive about. Yet we're not doing anything to change that belief by avoiding the situation. And when we listen to our voice of fear, we end up strengthening it. That's a really important point. Like the more that we kind of listen to that voice of fear, when it's not a legitimately threatening situation, like, hey, don't cross the street because there's a car there. um, We end up strengthening it. And it gets louder and our comfort zone gets smaller the longer that we listen to it. So the more that you avoid a situation, 
that you're afraid of doing. So let's say you're, you are afraid to go in the pool with your kid because you're afraid of what other people are going to think. The longer that you avoid doing that, the greater that fear becomes like it just becomes louder. Your comfort zone gets smaller. And so we have to do the thing to work through it. And I'm getting ahead of myself here, but if we can identify what those beliefs are that are really stopping us, then we have the power to work through those moments. So knowing what we're afraid of when it comes to fear of what other people are thinking can give us information about how we're measuring our own worth. Is it from other people liking us? Is it from approval of our intelligence? Is it from our desirability? This can help us to know what we need to do to heal. Okay, the second thing that these moments can teach us when we are afraid of judgment is they can teach us about these beliefs that we have about ourselves that we need to work on changing or work on really seeing how they're negatively impacting our lives. So as a follow up to the above, you know, once we can get to where those sensitive spots are and where our sense of worth is coming from, then we can start to work on changing the beliefs that we have about ourselves and really strengthening this belief that we are good enough just as we are, that we're worthy of taking up space, that uh, what we have to say is important and that we offer a lot of value by existing and participating in this world. And so the third thing that it can give us information on is it can give us information on what we value and what our values are. And I'm going to talk about this further down, but being judged or being afraid of what other people are going to think of you or say can help us tap into the things that we actually care about and the things that we actually value. And that can make it easier for us to own our own individuality. So instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, someone doesn't like me, it means I'm a bad person. No, it's about reframing it to, okay, someone doesn't like me. We have different values. And so that is um, another really important piece of this. And so we can look at our fear of judgment and say like, oh, what are all these really juicy things that we can learn about ourselves to work through them instead of just being paralyzed by that fear? And maybe that's just a coach's perspective, <laughs> which I am always looking thing at things through that perspective. But hopefully you feel the same way if you're listening to this podcast, because that's what it's about. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Their product, AG1, is something that I use every day. I started taking AG1 because I don't have time to always eat a wide variety of foods. And with my son in daycare, I need my immune system to be functioning as best as it can. And AG1 saves me from taking multiple different supplements. With AG1, I can have one drink, and I know I'm giving my body its best choice chance at better immunity and energy. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's got a mild tropical taste and goes down easy. What I love is that for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including No Hungry Kid in the U.S. As well, they are a climate neutral certified company. To make it easy for you listeners, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. 
all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging to tend to your health and arm your immune system in an easy and convenient way. Okay, let's talk about seven ways to not care so much about what other people think. Number one is to bring awareness to the negative thoughts, to the voice of fear. So just noticing what that voice of fear is telling you, noticing what you're assuming and thinking about that situation. Notice what the story is. Is it that people are going to think that you've let yourself go? Is it that people are not going to like you? Is it that people are going to think that you're not very smart? You know, this is an opportunity for you to tame your inner critic. You know, that critical voice in your head that makes you feel like nothing you do is ever good enough. This is an opportunity to start to change that narrative and look at it and think, what assumptions am I making about this? You know, what's the story I'm telling myself here? Instead of just internalizing it as your own voice and getting so consumed by it and falling falling into that spiral that paralyzes you from taking action, just bring awareness to it and think, okay, this is the voice of fear or this is the voice of my inner critic and look at it through that perspective. Second tactic is to be curious about the beliefs that you're having about yourself. You know, the meaning that you're attaching to that situation. So this is a chance to start to change that narrative. So if we are afraid to go to a party because we are afraid people are going to look at us and be judging us, you know, what are we believing about ourselves in that moment? What beliefs do we have that are holding us back from going and feeling comfortable with who we are? This is a chance to start to change that narrative. And we have to be intentional about changing our thoughts. It's not just something that flips like a switch or happens by reading books. It takes actively working on it. It's like a muscle that needs to be worked in order order to change those thoughts. Number three is know the things that you value in yourself and in life. So in my group coaching program, You on Fire, we have an entire module called Mastering the Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is all about detaching from people pleasing and not caring so much about what other people think. And it's really focused around letting go of what other people think so we can take the focus off of how we look and just live our lives. And one of the key exercises that we do in there is identifying our values. And you may hear that and think like, oh, I know my values. We did this at work in a corporate training, or I've done one of those quizzes online. That's not how I approach it. (laughs) This is a very different way of approaching it. It's about looking at what truly brings you fulfillment in your life and what lights you up and what you truly truly give a fuck about because other people are going to value different things than you. And that is okay. But when we know what we value, it makes it so much easier to let go of what other people are thinking and not care so much if they don't like us or if they have a different opinion. So as an example, I'm going to bring this back to something that will hopefully be quite relatable. When I initially quit dieting, my body changed because it was healing and I was nervous about seeing certain friends because I was afraid of what they would think. Like prior to that, I was always talking about why gluten was the devil and how I wasn't eating sugar and like my latest diet and how I hated my body. Like I was all that, that was what I brought to the conversation, which, you know, sound, I sound like I'm was super fun to hang out with, but, um, (laughs) somehow my friends still love me anyways. So after I had moved past that, you know, my body had changed, I had gained weight. I wasn't doing that anymore. And the 
reality was that I was working really hard to not value appearance anymore. You know, the things that I had truly identified that were important to me weren't, were different and appearance wasn't included in that because having appearance included in that had really driven me down that road of never feeling good enough and being constantly fixated on how my body looked and letting that dictate my every mood and mood and action. And so I'm getting kind of off on a tangent there, but if when I went to see my friends that I hadn't seen in a while, I was afraid they were going to judge me. But if they were going to judge me, then that would have only given me information that they valued my appearance. And that's not a shot against them. That's just the way that perhaps they had been culturally programmed. They are entitled to have different values than me. But that really helped me to reframe it. It makes it so much easier to let that go. So I can look at a situation and think like, oh, these people over here are participating in diet culture. They value appearance. I don't value that anymore. Like, I don't feel like there's so much of a black sheep. It's just like we have different values. And again, it's not a shot against them that they're still in that culture. Like we were all there. I was there. We were culturally programmed to be that way. But it can help to reframe it so that it's not like, oh, they don't like me as a person. It's just we value different things. So a similar example would be, let's just say your friend got Botox and you start to think, geez, maybe I need to get Botox. And this feels really relatable to me because I'm in my 40s and that's, I think, when a lot of people start to get Botox. You can stop and think about it in terms of your values. Like, do I value appearance? And it's totally okay if you do. I'm not shaming people for that. But if you and I were working together, we'd be looking to identify things that you value that are not dependent on external factors and things that will truly bring a sense of fulfillment to your life and are not dependent on your body size. But you can look at that situation and use it to reframe it so that it's not like, oh, wow, they must think I look really old because I'm not getting Botox or, you know, they're judging me. And it's more just like, you know what, I have different values than them and I am going to do what I want to do and they're going to do what they want to do. And we can still be friends because we still have a ton of other things in common and hopefully they value me for more than my appearance. But that's that's a super helpful way for looking of looking at the situation. So the fourth thing I want to mention here is a quote from Tara Moore who was on episode 147. Well, it was actually a much earlier episode, but I did a reboot of it when I was on maternity leave. So you can find that on 147. And she was one of my mentors and I trained with her and took her facilitators training program. And this, and that, and the quote is criticism doesn't give you information about yourself. It only gives you information about the other person. And so that is another really helpful way of looking at judgment when we're afraid of what other people are thinking, if we do receive judgment, if we do receive some form of criticism, it's only giving you information about them. It gives you no information about you. And so you can use that reframe to help detach it and really look at the situation. And so, for example, let's say that, you know, you post something on social media and you, so you get a bunch of people who don't agree with you. You can look at the situation and think like, okay, they're saying something about me, like they think I'm a horrible person, or you can look at it and think like, well, what is, what information does this give me about them? You know, they have a different opinion on this. They may have a different political view or a different view about health and weight. You know, maybe they haven't read health at every size, like whatever it is that we're saying the example is here, which I didn't give a specific one, but just to say you post something political on social media, you know, you can look at it and say like, okay, it gives me information about their political views, not about myself. So 
that is a super helpful reframe to work through judgments and fear of what other people are thinking. Okay, number five, this is a powerful question to ask yourself in the moment. I use this all the time. And this was something that Mara Glatzel, who was on episode number 92, shared on her social media maybe a year ago. And it just really stuck with me ever since. And the question was, who are you giving your power over to? You know, let's just say that you are avoiding wearing your bathing suit to the beach. Who are you giving your power over to? Uh, Let's say that you are not asking for the promotion that you want to go after. Who are you giving your power over to? You know, when we make those choices, if we decide not to go to the beach, if we decide not to go for that promotion at work, who are we giving our power over to? And what would it look like to reclaim it and do the thing instead? And I find that that simple question in that moment can kind of just shift things for me. And that's why I wanted to share it here. Number six, the sixth way to work through fear of judgment is to actually do the thing you want to do. The more you do it, the easier it becomes and the quieter the voice of fear gets. The more you hang out with the friends or go into the social situations, the more that you say the things you want to say, the more that you set the boundaries, wear the outfits, attend the classes, the more that you do them the quieter your voice of fear gets. As I said, the the more we avoid them, the louder our voice of fear gets. So the only real way to kind of stop caring about what other people are thinking is to do the thing and then be super compassionate with yourself afterwards. So I'm not saying it's guaranteed going to be an awesome outcome every time because that would be a lie. But what I am saying is that we can become more confident by doing the thing and then being super compassionate with ourselves after. And so I think we have to really acknowledge that that voice of fear is trying to protect us, but it's also going to keep us small and keep us from living the lives we want to live. So say the things, set the boundary, wear the clothes, do the thing. And I'm always pushing people to do that thing. And number seven, the final tactic that I want to leave with you in this episode is to have a community or a friend or a group of people who you know wholeheartedly don't judge you and who can you can totally be yourself around. This is so important. And maybe it's your partner. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your mom, just someone that you can be unapologetically you have someone that you can who that can be your sounding board and give you that place where you can be vulnerable and authentic. Because the more that you can do that, the more comfortable you'll be doing that around other people. And that's why I love the group aspect of um, the You on Fire program, because it's a completely non-judgmental group of people who totally get where you're coming from. And it's a place where people can be vulnerable and raw and just totally honest with themselves and have other people support them and say like, yes, I feel that way too. But having that is, is really important because we don't want to go at this stuff alone. Like doing it alone is really scary. Having community, having support, whether that's in like, I don't know, a free group that you're in or a person in your life or, you know, doing like a program that I have, just having something like that can really change things for you. Because when we feel like we are doing this stuff alone, when we don't have the encouragement of someone to tell us like, you know, you're good just as you are, like you can go out and do the thing that you want to do. The voice of fear inside of ourselves just kind of gets louder and we, and we become really in our heads about stuff. And so having a place to release that and having a place where we can just be ourselves is super important. 
All right. To get your free worksheet, Five Ways to Navigate Social Situations When Feeling Self-Conscious, you can get yours at summerinandin.com forward slash 239. Thank you so much for listening to this. This concludes our summer series of revisiting mostly old episodes, and I will be back with new episodes real soon. So make sure you subscribe so that you can be notified when those go live. And I just want to thank you for sticking with me. Thank you so much for being a listener. I really appreciate you. I will talk to you soon. Rock on. I'm Summer Inanin, and I want to thank you for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Summer Inanin. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, search Eat the Rules, and subscribe, rate, and review this show. I would be so grateful. Until next time, rock on.